Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallah Waliya salihin Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh Qatam al-anbiya'i wal-mursaleen Allahumma salli wa sallam Ala abdika wa rasulika muhammad Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Wa man da'a bi da'watihi Wa stanna bi sunnatihi Ila yawmiddin Wa sallam tasliman kathira أما بعد فأوصيكم والنفس بتقوى الله عز وجل والسمع والطاعة ويقول الحق سبحانه أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله والتندوا نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله إن الله خبير بما تعملون ولا تكونوا كالذين نسوا الله فأنساهم أنفسهم <clears throat> All praises are due to Allah, Lord of the worlds. And surely Allah is the friend and protector of the righteous. And I bear witness that Allah is one and has no partners. And that Muhammad, the son of Abdullah, is his servant, his last messenger. May Allah always, constantly, send peace and blessings to Muhammad, to his family, his companions, and all those who call to his way and establish his sunnah to the day of judgment. As to what follows, I begin by reminding you and myself of the critical importance of taqwa, the consciousness of Allah, the feeling and the recognition that Allah subhanahu is almighty and needs to be followed in everything that we do. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed in His glorious book in the end of Surah Al-Hasha, O you who believe, have the consciousness of Allah and let every soul look to what it put forward for tomorrow and fear Allah. Surely Allah is well aware of all that you do and be not as those who forgot Allah, and so He made them forget themselves. Surely they are the disobedient ones. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, revealing this last message to the final prophet to humanity, that would be the guidance until the day of resurrection, has given us a time-based lesson. Allah told us, O oh, you who believe, have taqwa, have the consciousness of me, but every one of you, every soul has to look forward for tomorrow. Time-based. And be well aware of what you do. And be not as those who forgot Allah, He will make them forget themselves. This message is one of the mighty divine messages given over 1400 years ago, yet it is as though he is speaking to us today. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one of his names is Al-Haq. And Al-Haq, the translation 
is not only the truth, but al-haq also is the reality. It is the just and correct. It is the one who is truly existing. The ultimate truth is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when the human being becomes Abdul Haq, becomes the servant slave of the truth, then that person also strives to be living in truth, to be just, to be genuine, authentic, to try to follow the true reality and not get caught up in other forms of reality. And we would say in today's language, that person who's following Al-Haq is for real. They are for real because they are following the ultimate truth. And this for believers is a great challenge in the world that we are living in today. Because this world has become a world of deception. A world where images, numbers, colors are flashed before us. Truth is made to appear like it is false. Falsehood is made to appear as though it is true. And so we find ourselves in a time-based moment. And people in the next few days will be talking about the end of the year. They will be talking about the end of the solar calendar. And we as people of truth, trying to be open-minded and as genuine as possible, we greet people. But in greeting people, we also have to remember the ultimate truth. What is actually correct that is going on around us. And when we look at the solar year, and this is not something that takes a PhD in rocket science to understand. When people are saying this is the end of the year, and we return to the Latin language, the old Roman language, which is the basis of our calendar. And when you start to count in Latin, you will find that number eight is octo. It's translated as October, which means the eighth month. Number nine is Novem, which is translated as November the ninth month. And number 10 in Latin is Decem, which is translated in calendar terms as December. So in actuality, December is the 10th month of the solar calendar. The 11th month is January, and the 12th month is February. Because we are still in darkness. If this is the end of the darkness, then where is the light? The next few months we will continue to find ourselves in darkness until it reaches the time of March. Even the animal that they call in their superstition the groundhog does not appear till February 2nd. So there's something happening here where there's a reality that we say 
and we live openly, but the true reality is something else. What about January itself? January was the time of the ancient supposed god of the Romans, Janus. And Janus had two faces. He had one for materialism and another for spirituality. At some points he shows you materialism, at some points he shows you spirituality. And so that dual concept is happening around us constantly as we see the events that are happening, the ceremonies that are taking place. But the spokesman, the final spokesman of the ultimate truth, Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, was reported to have said, he said, with the coming of the day of judgment, there will be great liars. Beware of them. Beware of them. And so this is the challenge for us as we move through this time. And as our minds are told it is the end of something and the beginning of something, and news is telling us one thing, reality on the ground. We as Muslims, as individuals, as families, as communities, as an ummah, we are at a crossroads. Because with the great potential that we have, there are Muslims all over the planet. Much of the riches of the world lies under our countries. There are major, there's major technology in our hands. We are the youngest nation on earth, the average Muslim. The average Muslim is 25 years old. This is the majority of the Muslim, 25 under is the majority of the Muslims. And so we look at the recent events and we have to, at this turning point, we have to look into ourselves. Because why would there be so many Muslims, wealthy Muslims, and yet in our beloved country of Yemen, it is one of the greatest famines in the world. The greatest outbreak of cholera on earth in one of our famous countries. Even the Kaaba itself has a Rukun Yemeniya. There is a Yemeni corner in the Kaaba itself. But the people are starving to death. With so many Muslims and strong Muslim countries, how is it that recently information has come to the surface of millions of Muslims in China who are living in concentration camps? How can this be when there are Muslim countries who do business with China? How can this be at the same time? Muslim societies breaking up. We have recently seen Syria, Libya, Afghanistan, Iraq, and now Sudan continuing to happening right in front of our faces. And so something is happening and Allah told us, Allah told us clearly, you want your conditions to change. You want something that our potential can be used in a proper way. Allah told us, Inna Allah la yughayru ma 
hatta yughayru ma bi Allah will not change the condition of a people until they change that which is in themselves. It's an internal change. And the greatest challenge facing our ummah is inside ourselves. It is not an external problem that we have. And the Prophet ﷺ emphasized the internal Muslim. This is the time of year with all of the materialism going on, all of the so-called lights and fancy and things around us. This is the time to reflect on the true reality, the spokesman of Al-Haq, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, has told us, inna fil jasadi mudra, idha salahat, salah al-jasadu kullu, wa idha fasadat, fasad al-jasadu kullu, ala wa hi al-qalb. The Prophet told us, in the body there is a lump of flesh, if it goes right, if it is sound, the whole body is sound. But if it is corrupted, the whole body is corrupted. And that is the heart. The heart is the door to the soul. The heart is the essence. It is connected to the lump of flesh. But there is something else to this. Why would the Prophet ﷺ, when he lined up his companions, he would tell them, make your line straight, shoulder to shoulder, fill in the gaps, so your hearts would not be divided. So your hearts would not be divided. Your conscience, the essence of you will not be divided. This is the reality that we are facing on the ground. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so merciful to us. At this point in time, Allah is merciful to us to have given us a final revelation intact, guidance from the Prophet which is intact, that is still with us, and scholars who have interpreted this for us. The great ulama, the great scholars of the heart, have looked on the inside. And from the writings of Imam al-Ghazali, Sheikh Uthman Danfodio, Sheikh Ibn Taymiyyah, many great scholars who looked inside to see what the problem is. When Muslims are at the most difficult point, look inside. Look inside and see what is going on. What is it that makes another Muslim feel negative about his brother or sister? What is it that makes an organization of Muslims feel negative and work against another organization of Muslims? What is it that makes a country of majority Muslim work against another country of majority Muslim? This is a serious question and needs to be understood. And the great scholars of the heart have shown us that the heart is like a fortress. There's a fortress around it. And this fortress has certain doors that lead into it. And the doors have to be protected. What is it that we need to do? What will the evil one, وَعِيَاذُ billah? do to come into the heart, because if the heart is corrupted, everything else will go wrong. What is it that he has to do? This is called Madakhil Iblis. The entrances of the shaitan on the inside. What are these entrances? What do we have to look 
into ourselves about. Of the many of them, a few are as follows. One, al-hasad wal-hirs. Jealousy and greed. And it is interesting because al-hirs means to be overly, excessively greedy, ambitious. One who cannot be satisfied and that leads to jealousy. Because when I see my brother, if you seize the brother making progress, they see the country making progress, it leads to jealousy. And hasad is that feeling inside, when you see your brother with a new car, you see your sister with a beautiful baby, if you want one like that, that's fine. But if you want the baby, or you want the new car, and you hate the fact that your brother or sister has it, this is the hasad. And surprisingly enough, the Prophet ﷺ said, "Iyakum wal hasad, fa inna al hasad yakul hasanati kama takul nala al hatab." He said, "Beware of jealousy; it will eat up your good deeds, like a fire eats up firewood." So when we are jealous, all the hasanat are gone. The prayers, the fasting, the giving, everything goes with the jealousy. When one is jealous of another, how do we cure this? Number one, we recognize it is a poison. And hasad does not affect the other person. It destroys the one who has jealousy. Because he never feels satisfied. He's always sad because he doesn't have enough. And some Muslim countries might never feel satisfied. Because they are not on top. They are not the ones spoken about first. And so number one in the cure recognize the evil that is in it and recognize the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is Allah azza wa jal who gives and is Allah who takes away and this is a danger to us number two uncontrolled anger al-ghadab uncontrolled emotions instead of thinking acting without thinking without planning this is an important change that we need to put into our lives at this critical time. And control the emotion. The one who is in control of himself is the one that when he gets angry, then he forgives. That's what the Quran says. When he's angry, when the emotion comes, forgiveness. Lean to be flexible at that dangerous point. Number, number three. The excessive love of food and drink. Excessive love of it. Materialism. The materialism around us, it is being stoked in the society. Black Friday. Boxing Day. And the Boxing Day continues. You have Boxing Month next. It continues. Why? So your mind will be in the box. You will be captured by the store. You will pay the extra money for something which is overpriced anyway. And so materialism, and the Prophet ﷺ said, Inna li kulli umma fitna, wa fitna to ummati al-mal. Every nation has a trial and test, the trial and test of this nation. 
is wealth. Haste, al-ajala, doing things too quickly, not thinking. And the only time when haste is allowed is when it is acts of worship which are compulsory. If we have azad wa rahila, if we have enough to go to hajj, then we should hasten make the hajj. If you reach the nisab, the amount for paying your zakat, pay the charity, pay the zakat. Next, fanaticism. These are the words of the great scholars. These are madakhil iblis. This is how he gets inside of us to destroy us from within. Fanaticism. Feeling that my school of thought or my organization or my nationality is better than the other and it's my way or the highway. Extreme feelings. This is the way our building is brought down. And one of the beautiful points that Sheikh Uthman Danfodio, the great scholar of the Sahara Desert, brought to us, he said, part of the way to the heart will be destroyed is having hatred and contempt for other Muslims, for people who disagree with you. You hate them. This is a major mistake. If somebody disagrees, then in that disagreement may be wisdom. And if that person is wrong, make dua for the person. Pray for that person, even though you may think that that person is wrong. And the next points of the so many points is suspicion, su'adhan, having suspicion for other people. It is a critical time in our history. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us. He has blessed us with the ability to think. He has blessed us with a way out of this. This is not the first time in Islamic history. It has happened over and over again. But at the critical point, the believers made the choice not to follow the evil one, not to follow the materialism, but to follow the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to follow the way of the last message, messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah has blessed this nation, even in difficulty. And it is in a time of difficulty, most difficulties, we have risen to the surface. We can only pray and we need to pray hard to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Change our hearts, our relationship with each other, our relationship with our families, our relationship with other Islamic organizations, our relationship with people of other faith. Change that relationship to a positive one. A positive one. The Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, when he sent out his followers in critical times, he told them, Bashiru wala tunafiru, yassiru wala tuassiru. He told them, give glad tidings, don't drive people away. Make it easy, don't make it difficult. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us at this critical point in our history. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring us out of the ashes and bring that beautiful body of Islam to the surface. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to repair our families. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy upon those who are sick in our nation. May Allah help them and cure them and bring them out of their sickness. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy upon those who have died from this ummah. 
And may Allah specially have mercy on the children of the Ummah of Muhammad May Allah help and protect the dignity and the honor of the women of the Ummah of Muhammad May Allah give guidance and strength and dignity to the men of the Ummah of Muhammad And may Allah raise up balanced leadership in our world to take us from darkness into light. May Allah help us to be with this leadership, to die with this leadership, and to die with kalima la ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, aqulu qawli hadha, wa astaghfirullahi wa lakum, wa lisa'ili muslimina min kulli dhambin, astaghfiru, innahu hu ghafur rahim.